stop saying that. You can't pull divorce out every time you're having a bad day. I'll go and talk to them and I'll get them to clean up their room. Oh, you'll go talk to them. We've been down this road before. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing because we hear this stuff all the time, right? You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome back. I never left. <laughs> I've been sitting here since last Friday. I know. <laughs> you probably have bed sores. Bed sores from sitting here? Chair sores. Yeah, I do. So let me tell y'all something that happened. When we record our podcast, Zoom records two audio tracks. That way I can clean it up and it sounds much better, right? Mm -hmm. I found out yesterday when I went to edit the podcast for release this Friday that Zoom didn't work. So luckily, Tracy Poisoner with The Essential Stepmom and I did an impromptu podcast today. (laughs) An emergency podcast. Yes. And just fair warning, the next three podcasts, if I put them in that order are probably going to be a little wonky, but they're good. So I have to share them anyway. It won't be wonky. It's just they're not as edited down. So there might be some stumbling or ums or whatever. Well, or talking over each other. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Like you do me right now. Yep. Like I do you all the time. (laughs) And usually I edit that out. So Tracy and I decided to talk about a lot of stuff. One thing being the Step Family Summit that is coming up in less than a week. And it's free, y'all. It's free. Go to nachokids.com slash the Step Family Summit and register for free. Yep. Well, not just register for free, but you can take the content for free for what, 24 hours? Yes. You know, basically, you get to watch it as long as you're there live or within a short period of time. Well, I think it says register for free. So that's why I said register for free. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that because when you go to the site, there are things to purchase. Right. So I don't want you to be turned off by, oh, you said it's free, but it's, there's a purchase thing here. Yes, there are things to purchase, but to attend it, uh, it is free to attend within that, uh, tw- I think, 24-hour period. And then if you want to be able to watch it anytime you want to on demand, then that's whenever there's there's a cost to it. And But there's a, tons and tons of bonuses. I mean, it's way, way more than in value than what you're paying for it. But I just want to make sure if you go there and you're thinking it's free, it is. But if you see something that's paid, don't go, oh, man, this is just, you know, it's not free. It is free. Sign up for it. Yes. All right. Tracy and I. Also decided to do a little nacho skit. (laughs) She was the husband. Oh, my goodness. And I was the wife. I'm not going to tell you a lot. All I'm going to say is if you have a weak bladder, go use the restroom. (laughs) We do not do this throughout the whole podcast, but we did do it for a little while and got a good laugh out of it and hope you do too. So probably don't want to listen to this you know, around a bunch of people in a quiet place. You never want to listen to any of our podcasts <laughs> around a bunch of people or in a quiet place. What was the one somebody sent us said they, they spit coffee all over the windshield. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were listening to one of the episodes. Driving in the car. <laughs> yes. So, again, Tracy and I had a little bit of fun playing some nacho scenarios. And we just laughed because it's really what happens, y'all. It really is. And I told Tracy, we're going to have to do it again with David. And David can be the step kid. Oh, God. why have I got to be step kid? Oh, because I'm the youngest. I see. <laughs> Hardly. Because <laughs> you act like a kid, David. Okay. That's why. I'll take that as a compliment. Well, if one of your kids was here, I could probably get them to do it. Well, Avery is, but I don't think Avery wants to play that game. <sighs> yeah. He, he'll complicate things. Yes. He'll <laughs> turn it into some kind of government conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> One more announcement. We have another Nacho Kids Academy Sylvia Krakauer scholarship winner. Heck yeah. The winner for this week's one free month of the Nacho Kids Academy, courtesy of the Sylvia Krakauer scholarship, is drum roll. I need to get one of those things instead of beating the desk. Pam B, as in boy. Congratulations, Pam B, as in boy. Congratulations, Pam. We will be in touch. Check your email. And other than that, David, you got anything you want to talk about? Was that like a pun, like taco about? (laughs) No, but it can be. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm good. I'm good. I want to get to listening to this craziness that you and Tracy came up with. Well, I do have to tell you something, David. Oh, goodness. Tracy said something about my wonderful or awesome husband. And I said, he's been pushing my buttons a lot lately. So he's not wonderful and awesome right this minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's easier to appreciate me when you don't have to deal with me every day. That's why everybody loves you. (laughs) I know. Everybody but you. I do love you on Tuesdays between 9 and 9.15. Oh, wait, you're not here on Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) You love me on the Burr months. On the Burr months. Yes, we learned what the Burr months were. <laughs> For those that don't know or, or have never heard of the Burr months, they're the months that end in Burr. September, yeah. October, November, December. Yeah, so my daughter-in-law says something about the Burr months, and I'm thinking like the months of the year that it's cold, you know, Burr, cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, honey, it don't get cold here in the South very much. And she looks at me strange, and I look at her strange. <laughs> She goes, no, the Burr months, like September. I'm like, oh, I've never heard it called that. Yep. The Burr months. So, yep. All right, y'all. So let's get to listening to this emergency podcast <laughs> recording with me and Tracy Poisner. All right. But first, here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Hey, Lori, it's good to see you. You too. We're going to do this fun thing today where I think we're going to record for both of our podcasts at the same time. So, so your listeners and my listeners were, will both get to hear it. Yes. Um, so I, I want to just say for anybody who doesn't know you that you're like the OG 
Nacho stepmom. You're the originator of Nacho Kids. Yes. And I, am. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know you've been in, on my podcast before, but I love to tell the story about how when I was first doing my group and I was inviting people into my group to, um, to do live streams with me. And I reached out to you thinking, oh my God, I wonder if, you know, Lori, like she's Nacho Kids, you know, I wonder if she would do a live stream with me. And, and when I went to send you a message, I realized because Messenger showed me that you were a member of my group and I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. So anyway, that was a long time ago already. It was. And you and I did a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I had done a YouTube video and by myself. I don't even know if I'd done one with David at that point. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> the background was horrible because it was last minute, just find a blank wall in the house. <laughs> and we're in a mastermind group together, which I love. With your amazing husband, David, who always makes us laugh. Now, Tracy, David's been <laughs> button pushing a little heavily here <laughs> the last couple of days. So he's not amazing or wonderful right this second to me. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys are the best, honestly. I, I just... I consider you my step family besties. Yes, same here. And we love you to pieces and love the work you do and that we get to work together because it's so important. It is. And and that we're we are totally on the same page. You know, yes. like you you have a you have a brand. I mean, your nacho is your thing and and you know, like it has a name, but we're we're completely singing the same song in, in the three and a half years that I've known you guys, I've never known us to, to disagree about a process or a procedure or a strategy. Like we're Mm -hmm. completely on the same page. We just, and I think it's so important that people get to hear the same message said in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, like it's just, it lands when you hear it in the right tone and in the right voice and with the right person speaking and with the right vocabulary, the the same idea just lands for you. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for. You know, we're all of us are out there. Well, not all of us, because some of us really do have a different idea of how it's supposed to go. (laughs) That's true. But, But the ones that you and I know, the ones we hang with are really very much of the same mind. Mm hmm about how to how to not fall into the crack, you know, the, it, with those like 70% of blended families that don't last. You you have to stay out of the ditch. And I actually think that number is a lot higher. Probably is. Because it's not tracked. When you go to the doctor's office, it doesn't say remarried right. or in a blend or in a step family. It's divorced, married, widowed, whatever. Yeah. And so, and the number that's 72%, 75%, I think that was taken a couple years ago. I guarantee you it's a lot higher Yeah, because people are struggling. And you and I both do this in hopes that something we say will click yeah. with a listener and save their blend. Oh, I get cold chills when I say it because their life can be so much different yeah. and so much better once they find what clicks for them. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you said you get cold chills, but it makes me so incredibly happy when I hear from somebody like I, I'm coaching a client and at our very first meeting together, you know, she was telling me some of the circumstances in their home and some of the things that she was doing. I thought, geez, lady, you're doing everything right. Why'd you even hire me? And, and she said, I've been listening to your podcast and I just do it. It didn't start out this way. So it was just amazing. She had already come so far in six months or a year by just changing what she was doing. And like, that was what made her want to work with me. It was, Mm -hmm. well, 
if it came this far just from listening to the podcast, let's let's go all in. So I I just love that that yes, it really does work, and I hear it all the time. I know you do too in your in your group and in the Nacho Kids Academy. Like holy cow, it's a whole new life. Mm-hmm. I had a lady message me just a minute ago actually and said, "I just found Nacho Kids, and it's amazing, and my life is already changing." Yeah, and the important thing to remember, and you know this, is you can't just do it for a week. Right. It's really a lifestyle change and you can apply it in different areas besides the blend. But the important thing is to remember once you lift the steam out of the pressure cooker, yeah, things do seem better, but you've got to keep working on it. It's not just disengaging. You've got to learn to pause when you speak, change your perception of things. You've got to do a lot of self-work in the whole nacho method so it can be beneficial to you and give you the best blend possible. Yeah, for sure. It's it's not just like, it's not a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. It's not a Band-Aid. It, it didn't take you a day to get in this mess. It's not going to take That's you, it. get you out in a day. That's it. And so what we're going to do today, I've been dying to do this forever. You know that I've been asking you for years. We are going to do a nacho role play. Yes. At, where we're going we're gonna to get into the mess in a, in a role play situation. Lori's going to be the stepmom. I'm going to be the bio dad. And we're just going to kind of shine a light on the kind of conversations that might be happening in your house Mm -hmm. where you haven't figured out yet how to nacho. Yes. And we need to do another one of these with David one day because, you know, he adds such humor. He adds flair, a certain flair. There you go. The button pushing flair. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to be the childless stepmom. Okay. And I'm going to be the the Disney dad, the guilty parent dad. Okay. And we have the kids 50-50. Mm-hmm. We'll just say week on, week off for simplicity. Okay. And we're going to have a boy and a girl. And let's see, the girl is going to be four. The boy is going to be seven. Okay. And I'll probably forget all of that as we go. Oh, but anyway. OMG. Okay. That just <laughs> gives me an idea. Okay. Hit me, stepmom. What's your problem? Let's play this a little bit. I'm home getting ready for supper. Kids were supposed to clean up their room when they got home from school, whatever. And you come in and I'm stressed because the house is a mess. I'm cooking supper. Nobody's helping me. I'm the maid. (laughs) You walk in the door before you even have a chance to kick your little loafers off. (laughs) I give you this look of disgust and you're confused. You're like, I just walked in the door. And I hit you. I am sick and tired of being a maid in this house. Nobody ever does anything. Nobody respects me. Your kids are leaving crap all over the place. We're probably going to have ants and roaches from the food in their room, which I've told you 1,800 times to tell them not to eat in their room. What are you going to do about it? Whoa, whoa. I just walked in the door here. Can I have a minute? You can have 16 seconds. Hey, listen, it's not fair. Give me a second. I just walked in the door and you're ragging at me about about my kids. And this happens a lot. You're always upset with them. There's always something they're not doing and you don't get it. Like you, you don't have kids. You don't know what it's like. Oh no, honey, you don't get it. If you would discipline and parent your kids and make them have responsibilities and chores and punishment for not doing those things, I wouldn't be here arguing with you right now. Well, I think you're being ridiculous because I don't have to punish my kids because they're not cleaning up their room. Like what kind of four-year-old cleans up their room? Come on. You got to wait for me to get home at least and help them do these things. Why do they have to do them by themselves? 
because they made the mess by themselves. Why do you think you need to help them? Are you going to enable them their whole life and they're going to live here when they're 50? Listen. And you're still going to be cleaning up little Johnny's mess? I I don't like you trying to raise my kids. I'm their dad. I don't like you, period. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't resist. Sorry. (laughs) Listen, I don't, you know... I only get to see them half the time. I don't want to spend, I don't want them to spend all their time here with me putting them in a timeout and telling them everything that's wrong. So I'm just supposed to do everything? Well, why don't you just leave it? Like, who cares? I care. I have OCD. I can't live in a house that is a mess. That's your problem. It's your problem if you have OCD. They're just being normal kids. Okay, well, then what can you do to help me with this? Because we're not getting anywhere. And if I can't live like this, we're going to end up divorced. Stop saying that. You can't pull divorce out every time you're having a bad day. I'll go and talk to them, and I'll get them to clean up their room. Oh, you'll go talk to them. We've been down this road before. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing because we hear this stuff all the time, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'll go talk to little Johnny. But see, the thing is, as a stepmom, I want to witness action. I want to see you talk to little Johnny. I want to see you make changes to help me make life better. And so if you talk to little Johnny behind my back, not behind my back, like dirty behind my back, but in private, then I don't know that you've done anything. So we want you to report back to us what you talked to little Johnny about. But that's not right. We have to trust the bio parent to parent. So let's go back through this. Okay. And do it the nacho way. Okay. Okay. I'm cooking dinner. Kids are a mess. House is a mess. You come in from work. Again, I have that look on my face. Honey, you look stressed. What's up? I don't know why I'm a little stressed today. Work was a little hard. I came in. The house is a wreck. I'm trying to cook dinner. I feel like I'm just overwhelmed. Can you help me and straighten up the mess in the house while I cook dinner? Sure. Thank you. Do it now. That was so easy. (laughs) (laughs) That was so easy. Okay, let's add a little spin to it this time. Okay, but like, what if he says, just never mind the mess. We'll just close the door to their bedroom. I'll pick up the living room a little bit so that it's not such a disaster area. I'll get their toys away and, you know, you just relax. Okay, we can do that. But I feel like you should check their rooms periodically to make sure there's not molded food or things in there that can cause rodents, bugs, etc. I I know you say that all the time. and. There isn't food in their rooms. I I look all the time. You know, you're just a real fussy housekeeper. Of course, they're going to have a chocolate bar, bag of chips from time to time. That's food and wrappers. So what do you expect me to do? Not let them eat anything in their room ever? Well, that would be nice, but we realize that's not going to happen. So what do you want me to do? Yell at them? I want you to teach them to be responsible. And if they are going to be eating in their room to put their trash up, empty their trash can, not leave remnants anywhere... Listen, my son is four. Like, he's he's not going to be, like, putting trash in the trash can anytime soon. I don't know when the last time you hung out with a four-year-old was, but I don't know what you expect. Uh, there you go again making digs about me not having kids. I've got a niece, thank you very much. And at four, she was putting stuff in the trash. She was mopping the kitchen. At six, she was ironing clothes. <laughs> and at eight, she had her own cleaning service. So don't tell me your four-year-old can't put stuff in the trash. (laughs) Oh, man. That's, this is so, see, it just, it goes downhill no matter what you try. Yes. The best thing to do, it's about communication. 
if my husband walks in the door and I attack him or even just bombard him with all this, your kids this, your kids that, do you think he's going to want to come home? No. And I know you're probably thinking, well, I don't want to come home either because of his messy kids and I'm the maid and I have to cook supper and all this stuff. But you've got to sit down and talk about these things and not come across as your lazy youngins, but come across as I need help. We need to work together as a team in this house so things function well. Yeah. That's really hard to do when you're in the moment when you're all upset, right? Right. And that's something else that we teach with the Nacho Kids Method is not reacting out of emotion. And y'all, I get it. I was an emotional reactor for way too long. Mm-hmm. Nachoing helped me not do that because you pause before you your husband walks in the door. You think, okay, deep breath. I've had a crappy day. When he comes in, I'm going to ask for his help in a kind way, like I would want to be asked. Mm. And it just flows more simply. And as a childless stepmom, people will say, you don't understand. And I get that there's some things a childless stepmom does not understand about being a parent. Even if they've been a stepmom for 20 years, they're still not your kids. Right. But there's also things that we need to realize childless stepmoms go through that stepmoms that have kids don't go through. Childless stepmoms are usually used to quiet mm. organization. They leave the house and come back. And guess what? It's the same as when they yeah. left. Yeah. So they're dealing with their own struggles and adjustments to the blend that you as my husband don't have to deal with because you've been dealing with these kids for four and seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just, I'll speak quickly to the dad side of the equation, mm-hmm. which is that very often the dads who have the most trouble wrapping their heads around discipline piece in their blended family were not the main disciplinarian in the home before. And, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So like everybody has in their own personality, you're more or less likely to be naturally good at doing discipline. And mm-hmm. if, if it was, if it fell more to the bio mom to do that stuff before, then it's natural that dad might be um, lost. You know, he's lost. That's a good word. He's a bit lost in how to, how to deal with it. Who's supposed to be doing this? Maybe he feels he kind of wants his partner to, to step in and take care of those things. Cause it's, he doesn't naturally flow that way. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, right? Then she becomes the, the bad, the mean person. Right. And she's thrown under the bus and the kids start complaining about her to him. And now he has a, you know, a double problem, which is that he's really in between his kids and his new partner. Yes. As David says in a vice and he does in the a, squishy face. Yeah. yeah. And it's true because no matter what you do, you're going to either make me unhappy or your kids unhappy. Yeah. And that happened to you guys, right? All the time. And two, even if the dad was the disciplinarian, once that marriage or relationship breaks up, he gets that fear of if I'm too hard on my kids, they're not going to want to be here. Yeah. They're going to want to go live with mom. I need to relax my rules or not be as hard on them. And I believe 100% that if David and I would have had a child together, that child would have walked a tight rope. (laughs) It would have been raised like we feel like our kids would have been raised, but then the guilty parent kicks in. Yeah, You know, I've I've got it. And I've got my son 90-something percent of the time. And people say, how do you get over it? I'm still working on that. 
because I look at my son and I know that his dad is going to be more lenient with curfew. He's going to be more lenient with where he allows him to drive. He's going to be more lenient with girlfriends. <laughs> um, in the future, probably alcohol, whereas I, I won't be. But I have to figure out, like anything else, what hill am I willing to die on? Right. I'm willing to die on the hill that my son will not be allowed to drink and drive. Right. I will die on the hill that my son will not be allowed to spend the night with his girlfriend in my home or in her home while he's in my care. Yeah. What he does in his dad's care is out of my control. Yeah. And it's hard. That's hard. It is. Yeah, it sure is. Because I know if I was a 17-year-old kid, 16-year-old kid, I'd want to go live with daddy. So we kick into that guilty parent syndrome. So a lot of times when we do need to address something with our kids, like you need to talk to your kids about the mess, cleaning up the mess. What are your options for helping your wife not be so stressed? You can talk to your kids. You can ask them to do the chores. You can make them do the chores. You can help them do the chores. Or you can do them for them. That's your choice. But as a husband, even if I do have OCD and it's my problem to deal with, I still need your help. And you can help in ways to where we kind of meet in the middle. Yes, I can shut the bedroom door and stay out of the kids' bedrooms. But as a compromise, I do need you to check once a week that there's not food in there or plates or dishes. Yeah. And then we get into the whole, okay, how do we remind them to check the rooms? For the dishes and the trash, right? Because let's face it, most men are not as particular as women. We can open their door and see three candy bar wrappers, a plate, and a cup. They open the door, they see nothing. <laughs> it's true. I remember Jackson was like four and he asked me for something. He goes, Man, moms know everything. They know where everything <laughs> is. I was like, We do, we do, watch out. Yeah. But again, when it's time to check the rooms, make it a Saturday morning. Hey, honey, we need to get the trash together. Can you go check the all the rooms? Not the kids' rooms, all the rooms. And do it in that fashion. And it's not easy. It's not. It's going to take some adjustment on your part. And it's going to take you not getting mad and blowing up about the house being a mess. Yeah. So here's another one. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. The, the stepmom who says, this is not acceptable. You are constantly doing the chores for your kids. Instead, like, the, how are they going to learn to be responsible if you just pick up their stuff for them all the time? It's not her responsibility. How the stepkids turn out is not a reflection on the step parent. And I know, y'all, I get it. I know you're thinking, the heck it is. Yeah. I've got old greasy little Johnny that ain't washed his hair in a week, smelling like yeah. poo-poo, going with us out to eat. How is that not a reflection on me? Nobody knows he's not my kid. Right. Get you a shirt. That says, this is not my kid. <laughs> but in reality, you know, nacho is about lowering your stress. So if it stresses me out to go out to eat with little Johnny and his greasy head and all that stuff, don't go. And, but, then, but then my husband just says, you just don't like my kids. And that's when you say, honey, I love your kids. I love you. I love our family. But I have a different standard for hygiene than it seems that you do. And then he's going to say, oh, so you call on my kid stinky? <laughs> he doesn't smell pleasant to me. <laughs> yeah. No, you have, uh, I mean, it happens all the time with kids um, dressing in a way that stepmom thinks is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And 
she says, I feel the other moms are looking at me saying, doesn't anybody tell that preteen girl how to dress like that? I can't believe they let her out of the house like that. Mm -hmm. And she's embarrassed. Right. Well, and you talked too about the stepmom saying it's not acceptable. Well, if the child's dress is not acceptable for her, then don't be seen with her. And yes, your husband may not like it, but then he needs to understand in order for you to be comfortable, some things need to change. And I don't know any better way to put this, but he has to feel some pain to change. He's going to eventually get tired of picking up after these kids. He's going to eventually get tired of you not wanting to go out to eat with them because little Johnny's hair looks like it could fry french fries. (laughs) He's going to realize that he needs to make some changes for the blend to meld together a little better. And yes, the dad always picking up for the kid. You think the kid's never going to have responsibility. They're never going to leave. They're going to be here when they're 40 or they're going to live in a cardboard box. We talk about ants a lot, automatic negative thinking. We don't know what the future holds. This raggedy kid that is lazy as can be could grow up to be the CEO of a company. But we automatically kick into they're going to be useless, unproductive adults. We don't know that. And you know what? At some point, those kids do learn to pick up after themselves, or they do learn to do these things. Just because dad's doing it, he's doing it out of love, whereas you're wanting them to do it out of responsibility. Right. I don't mind doing things for my son, but David could look at it as, oh my gosh, you know, he's 15 years old, and you're getting his water bottles for him for school in the morning. Well, I don't want him to forget them, because he needs those, right? And because you're a helicopter mom. I am. I am. I am. I just need that thing spinning on my head. But you know what? You guys have a great story that maybe it's David who told me this one when he came on the podcast, but that he had a habit of like that his kids had to, you know, take turns doing the dishes or whatever at your house. And that, Mm -hmm. and that every time it came up for one of his sons that he would help him, he would dry while the kid was washing or, or whatever. And that really got under your skin. Oh, my gosh. I'm sitting there thinking, he's 16 freaking years old, and you're helping him do dishes? This is ridiculous. Because I'm looking at it as, you're helping a 16-year-old do dishes. That's ridiculous. Why does he need your help? Teach him how to use the dishwasher. Teach him how to load it properly. Explain to him how it works. You can't just stack dishes up because the water spins from the bottom. Teach them these things. And then, you want to tell the other part? Well, then... David said, but this is the only time that he talks to me mm-hmm. when we're, I'm, he's washing and I'm drying. This is when we have our conversations. I'm bonding with my son here. This is an important moment for us. And I get to do this every time I help him. And otherwise yes. he doesn't talk to me. So it has a meaning for the dad mm-hmm. that you don't know anything about. Right. You know, Be- because we're looking at it as the stepkids are bad. I don't know how many stepmoms that I've talked to, and we're going to say stepmoms, stepdads do it too, but just not as much, that say they sit at the kitchen table and just wait for little Johnny to smack his food or talk with his yeah. mouth open so they can say something about it, so they can prove to their husband that yeah. their little see? Johnny, see? yeah, yeah, he's not an angel. He's not perfect. He spits food all over the place. See what I'm saying? Because we want to be right, yeah. and we want our husbands or significant others to see the stepkids in the negative light that we do. And they're not going to, they're their babies. And once we realize something, and this, this is a very critical thing. Once you realize it's not the stepkids 
being out to get you or being defiant, but it's kids being allowed to do what they're allowed to do. Then your shift goes to, well, my husband's a piece of crap because he doesn't parent his kids and that's why they act this way. No, your husband's not a piece of crap. He's got guilty parent syndrome. He's got issues with how to not know how to parent. He's got all the stuff going on and we forget those things and we're quick to target everybody. But I didn't fall in love with David because of how he parented his kids. Mm. Now, granted, it was a plus to me that he had pretty much custody of his kids because most men don't. That was a good thing. But and they were pretty well behaved kids. I mean, you got four kids and they, they were pretty well behaved. But let's let's be clear. He had four boys who four were boys. Eight, eight and nine years old, triplet mm-hmm. triplets. Yes. And a nine-year-old boy. Like, you you walked into... A zoo. A zoo. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they weren't bad kids. But it's awfully funny. I thought David was a really good parent until we got married. Mm -hmm. Did his parenting change of his kids? No. My criticism did. Wow. Because I felt like I could make him parent better. He wasn't parenting like I thought he should. Yeah. And I'm going to throw this caution out there to anybody that has a bio child that is younger than your stepkids. Mm. Be careful what you expect from those stepkids because it will bite (laughs) you in the butt when your kids turn that age. Because I'm thinking, yeah, Jackson's going to be fixing his own breakfast at 14. So when David's kids were 14, I'm like, oh, my God, you're fixing their breakfast. This is ridiculous. Jackson's 14. I'm like, good morning, honey. What you want for breakfast? So yeah. be careful. Be careful. Well, but that's another thing that I think I think a lot of stepmoms, childless stepmoms anyway, don't understand the significance of doing those things for their kids. Because my husband was very, very hands-on kind of parent. Mm-hmm. Before he got divorced, he was the chief cook and bottle washer. And for him, you know, love is cooking food mm-hmm. and it's washing the dishes and it's doing the laundry. And, and then he didn't get to do those things because- he left the household and it's like a bottomless pit of days that he didn't get to, to make breakfast mm-hmm. or days that he didn't get to do that thing. And so for him, it's part of how he shows love. And for them, it's part of how they receive love from their dad. You know, it really is. And so who are you to interfere in that? You go do your own thing and don't worry about whether or not his kids are learning responsibility the way you think that they ought to. Right. Because I can tell you that my husband, who is great at doing dishes and cooking and all of that stuff, he doesn't even really like it when his kids help with the dishes because he ha- he's very particular about mm-hmm. getting it done, you know. But I can tell you that on the occasions when they have done it or when they've been asked to do it, it's spotless. They're unbelievable at cleaning and drying and putting things away. And it looks like, it, you know, we came home from the cottage one time when we'd left them alone and and we came home, the place looked like a show home, like we were putting a for sale sign on the lawn. It was immaculate. Wow. Immaculate. So it's not that they don't know how to do it, but even, even years into that, my stepdaughter still leaves her dish in the sink or she leaves it on the counter or she cooks something and doesn't wash the pot. Mm-hmm. And dad does that for her because he wants to. Right. And not because she doesn't know how or she wouldn't do it if I asked her or whatever. So, you know, they're allowed to have that kind of vibe between them. Yes. And talk about love languages. That's how he shows love. Exactly. Acts of service. And a lot of people don't understand, but you have a giving 
love language and a receiving love language. Yeah. So just because yours is acts of service, that doesn't mean across the board. Right. Laura Petherbridge says this all the time that we look at stepkids through the eyes of responsibility and the parents look at them through the eyes of love or the lens of love. Mm, that's really good. And it's true. The other day I laughed so hard. David's oldest is here with his wife while they're waiting on base housing. And I went to go move something and there was a cup or something on the counter. And I thought, is that Jackson's? Mm. Because if it's Jackson's, this is how I'm going to react. Versus, is it Avery's? This is how I'm going to react. Why did I think that way? Stop. Move the freaking cup. (laughs) Exactly. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, I can't nacho that. You can, but you choose not to. You can nacho anything. But what you have to do is weigh out your stress level. Is looking at that cup on the counter for three hours going to cause me more stress than me just putting it in the dishwasher? Yeah. The other day, the kitchen was running over with dishes because we had cooked. And I was like, 10 minutes. I bet you I can knock this out in 10 minutes. Rather than getting frustrated about it, I'm like, watch this. I'm getting ready to go crazy on these dishes. And I did. And nobody was upset. I wasn't mad. I didn't walk around with a bad look on my face or a bad attitude for three hours later about dishes. Yeah. And I'm not dismissing anything that stresses a stepmom out because I'm telling you, I have been there, I have been there, I have been there. You've been there, Tracy. Mm. But you learn that getting stressed out is not benefiting you health-wise, and it's not benefiting your blend. You have to give things the proper emotional weight. I joke, and I know you're going to laugh at this. I come home from work early, little Johnny skips school. Oh, not good, little Johnny. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm mad, right? I'm mad little Johnny skips school. He's pulling one over on his dad, blah, blah, blah. This, you know, spirals. Second scenario, I come home, little Johnny skips school. He's got five other people in my house. They're smoking pot, drinking beer, and playing strip poker. Which one's going to make me matter? Probably the second one. (laughs) So don't treat the first one as it's the second one. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. But that's not our reflex. You're just mad. You're not thinking, well, it could could be worse. You know, I hear hear things, you know, the women write in my group about a, a certain situation and lots of other women jump on and say, oh my gosh, that's all? You got your shorts and a knot over this? Listen to what happened at my house, you know? So yes, it could always be worse, but it's really hard for us to wrap our heads around that in the heat of the moment. Right. And that's why it's so important when you feel that angry little man inside of you, you know, going like he's about to bust out. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Walk outside, go to the bathroom, play a stupid game on your phone, change your thought process. Yeah. And then readdress it because it's different walking in and getting blindsided by a bunch of crap in the kitchen versus knowing it's already in there when you go back. You can handle it better. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And Tracy, I see it in the groups all the time too. And it kind of bothers me because I feel bad when somebody goes, oh my God, that's all you're worried about? And my stepkid tried to poison me with Visine in my coffee. Yeah. But it still hurts them and it still stresses them out. And we need to figure out a way to help them with that. Yeah. Yeah, I flipped out over an empty cereal box. I mean, my head spun around like the exorcist. (laughs) Empty cereal box in the cupboard, you mean, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was having the best day on a one to 10 scale of days. It was a 12. Yeah. I'm putting groceries up, empty cereal box. Yeah. Ooh, negative 50. I am pissed. Yeah. And it spirals. Is it the cereal box? No. It's what it represents to me. 
Yeah. It represents laziness, unappreciativeness, yeah. the maid syndrome again, the yeah. stepkids are never going to move out. It means so much more than an empty cereal box. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things where you have to go, calm down, Lori, calm down. It's an empty cereal box. It's not proof that these children are going to live here till they're 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we really have to look at things. And I remember with David... When things were really bad, we were trying to remove me from the stressful situations. And that's why I disengaged fully for a year. For a year. Wow. For a year. Yes. Now, granted, you know, a lot of people misunderstand the method. It's not being mean to the stepkids. I just didn't engage or initiate conversation. If they asked me something, I responded. But then I slowly started rebuilding that relationship with them. And I was able to appreciate and like and love them for who they were. And David helped a lot with that because cooking was an issue. I don't like cooking in the first place. And then you're going to have me cook for all these youngins, and they're going to say, this looks like dog food. Yeah. David took that over. Perfect. And there were nights that I could see his frustration when the kids would say, oh, I ate at Mama's after he stood up and cooked for an hour and a half. Yeah. And that was part of the frustrations I had felt. So he was able to feel my frustrations, and he's like, oh, so they have to feel that pain. And it's not being mean saying they need to feel the pain. They need to experience the reality. Right. It's not real to them until they experience something in the same way that you experience it. The same right. ki- kind of frustration. It's just not real to them. It's the same way as a childless stepmom feeling like they understand what it's like to be a bio mom. Yeah. Until you experience, you can't understand it. Oh, listen, how many, how many women have we interacted with who have said, holy cow, I get it now. You have a child of your own and you say, okay, that's what that was all about. Yes. Like it completely doesn't happen to everybody, but many, many women understand things in a very different way Mm -hmm. when they have an hour's baby. Mm -hmm. So it's a similar thing. Well, I know there's another step family coach lady that apparently she upset quite a few of her followers by saying, unless you have kids of your own, you don't understand. And that caused a big ruckus. Yeah. And I can see it's hurtful. It's no different than when we went to Mr. Butler and he said, Lori, they're not your kids. Well, duh, I know that. But it hurt because I cared about them. Yeah. And it's the same thing. These women are like, excuse me, I get this kid ready for school. I do everything. Yeah. Take them to doctor's appointments. I do everything a mother would do. But it's different. Yeah. It's not a bash against you or saying you're less than. It's just saying in a reality of things, you can't understand it fully until you've experienced it. Yeah. And and it's not it's not a diss. Right. But you can look at it inside your own family of origin, and you might have a brother or a sister who's really, really hard to be with mm-hmm. and who might be really abrasive and your partner can't stand them. Mm-hmm. But if something were to happen to them and you would rush to their aid, mm-hmm. you could say, well, but it's my sister. Don't you get that? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's obnoxious, but she's my sister. And there is something activated in your DNA around that. You have this family connection that mm-hmm. that your partner will never have with your brothers and sisters or with your parents. Mm-hmm. And even just to say that you could say to your husband, oh my God, my mother is driving me crazy. Every time she does this, I just want to, you know, I want to choke her. I can't handle it when she's like that. But if your husband ever said to you, (laughs) oh my God, your mother, she's driving me crazy. I can't stand it when she does that. You would be like a fire breathing dragon. Say Mm -hmm. what? Get out of here, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And that's really similar to you can't say anything negative about the stepkids. Right. And David and I have been married 12 years this year. And when he says something about my son, I still kick into mama bear. Mm. Thankfully, we've gotten to the point we kind of laugh about it because he knows if he says something about Jackson that I'm going to play tit for tat. Mm. Well, your kid, da 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 A lot of people think, well, y'all can't have the best relationship if you can't discuss issues with each other's kids. No, you can. But just know that, like I can tell David, I'm concerned about one of your kids, da 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 And he knows it's coming from a place of love. And I know David loves Jackson. But it's all about the wording. And if you feel like it's coming from a place of judgment, attacking, whatever, to how you respond to it. So if I've said to David, I'm concerned about so-and-so's grades. And, you know, we hear what we want to hear. He could hear, you're a crappy dad. Your kid's stupid. You're not helping him with school. Or he could hear, she's concerned about my son's grades. What do I need to do to make things better or to help him? But you have to be really careful with it because we kick into that defensive mode straight out the gate. Totally. No, mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I I hear it's the same in my family, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that the, the slightest little word makes me get, you know, all kind of edgy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a real thing. It is. I don't know that it's something you need to get over because how can you? Right. They're your babies. I don't care if they're 50. They're your babies. Yep, exactly. Lori, I want before we leave, because we're moving right into the week of the Step Family Summit, the Ultimate Step Family Summit. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what you and David are talking about at this year's summit. This year's summit, we are talking about how nachoing is self-care. Mm. Normally, you think self-care is pedicures, yeah. facials. Yeah, lighting a nice smelling candle. Yes, but nachoing itself is self-care because you are lowering your stress and improving the environment around you. Well, that's great. And what are you talking about, Tracy? I'm talking about ways in which a stepmom can support her partner when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> Pardon my language. So I'm talking about, you know, the really, the really difficult times, the super high conflict, the parental alienation, the getting dragged into court, those kind of very long lasting high conflict situations where you're really at risk of losing yourself mm-hmm. in, in that kind of activity. Been there 100%. So I'm, you know, I am sharing the things that I did that helped me get through those high conflict periods. And yeah, I'm looking forward to people hearing about that. I am too. And I'm so excited just about the normal summit, but also we're having a VIP party. Yeah, I know. It's going to be super fun. And we have all these VIP breakouts where we're going to meet for lunch or for coffee. And then the participants who are the VIP members get to come into that private Zoom room and and just hang out with us, ask questions, listen to us talking about, about the interviews that we've been listening to. And kind of because we're all right into this, you know, like there's mm-hmm. a ton of people that I want to hear what they have to say. So we're going to get to talk to each other, you know, as step family experts about mm-hmm. the issues that are coming up that we're talking about. So that's super fun. And there are VIP bonuses too. The whole event is free, right? Right. Everybody, anybody can sign up for free. You can listen to the whole thing for free. It's all on 24 hour replay. So even if you can't catch it live, 
but um, there's a VIP offer where you, you know, you own all the recordings, Mm -hmm. all the video recordings of the whole thing so that you can take your time, listen when you have time, whatever, but included in that VIP bundle are special offers Mm -hmm. for the VIPs, exclusive offers from each of the presenters. So tell me what your VIP offer is. My VIP offer is a five-day self-care nacho challenge. Oh, cool. But my VIP offer is for the dads. Uh-oh. And it is it is a full day of, it's a day of Voxer coaching. Do you know what Voxer is? I've heard y'all talk about it. It's um, Voxer is a kind of walkie-talkie app. So it's basically unlimited back and forth phone messages. That's and that's it essentially, except they don't go to your phone number there. You know, it's in inside the app. So, so like the, the client would leave me a message, either a voice message, or you can text saying, here's what's going on. You know, um, my wife is having a really hard time dealing with my 13 year old daughter. They're fighting all the time. I feel totally in the middle, blah, blah, blah. They're going to tell me the whole story. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to listen to the message and I'm going to send back a message saying, okay, give me some more information. I need to know a little bit about your history. Mm -hmm. Or then later on, I'm going to say, have you tried this? What happened when you did that? And then he's going to message back and say, yeah, that blew up. I tried that once and that wasn't any good. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, okay, so, and we're just going to go back and forth at your total convenience because you do it whenever you have free moment all day. So you can ask unlimited questions or you can just work at untangling one big problem. I have a feeling you are going to be swamped that day. Well, it's not, I'm not going to do it all on one day. Like it's one day for the person. Oh, maybe I'll okay. Work with, okay. You <laughs> know, I can work with four or five people on the same day. Cause I'm not, I'm not like, it's not going to be um, every minute of the day, right? Maybe there's going to be 10 or 15 or 20 interactions, but they're going to be over an eight hour period. So I could certainly work with a few people on the same day. And then I can just book those days and get all the people in. Okay, and I thought you were talking about having one day, 24-hour period. No, no. It's an eight-hour period, and we'll book it. We'll Everybody will book the day that they want to do that thing. And then uh, it's nice, I think, for the guys who are working, you know, either they're in an office or they're in their work day, that they can do this little by little. Like you, you know, do one before you go to work in the morning, and then you kind of check your messages on your break and do another one and do it at lunchtime. Or you can type right at your desk and continue the conversation just by typing and then listening to the voice messages back. Like it's a really kind of, it's a really convenient thing. I do have some clients who use it already and they, they like it for that reason. That was the question I was going to ask you is, is it voice only or can you type too? No, you can type. So yeah, I, I have one client who only types to me and and then I only send a voice message back, Mm -hmm. but then I can take my time and I can do it wherever I am. I don't have to be I hate typing on my phone. I'm just one of those people. I never learned to do it with my thumbs. So it's really easy for me to just click the button and talk as if I were talking to him. Mm -hmm. And you can, Mm -hmm. you can talk for 15 minutes. It's an unlimited, you know, it doesn't, you don't come to the end of the message. You just keep talking till you're done. Okay. People seem to love that. So we'll see how that, how that works, but I'm, I'm excited about trying that out. Yeah. I'm going to have to try it out too. Well, hang on. I got something to tell you. Yeah. On October the 9th. Yeah. Members of the Nacho Kids Academy uh-huh. are going to have a men's only call. Oh, wow. So David is finally doing the men's only call October the 9th at 8 o'clock for Nacho Kids Academy members. Oh, cool. Well, so I think you're 
your nacho men are going to be all over that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that'll be a, that'll be a nice thing. You know, it's nice. It's nice in general that there's a lot more, there are a lot more spaces now for men to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've been, I've been a guest on several podcasts recently that are divorced men, divorced dads podcasts. And I'm, uh, I participate on a discord server that is called the visible man mm-hmm. discord server. Anybody can look it up and there's a place where men and women can go. So it's, it's really a place for men to discuss and explore and be supported in mental health. And uh, there's a men's only room where only the guys get to go and they actually have to be voice verified to get in there. <laughs> and then there's a place for the women to go who can say like, my boyfriend is so depressed. He can't get out of bed. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Or my husband has been going through a really rough patch and he doesn't like to talk and I'm not sure how to help him. And, and other guys pipe in and say, well, you know, that was me a little while ago. And here's what I would have wanted from my partner or whatever. So I think it's amazing that these things are becoming more accessible because mm-hmm. it's for sure. Everybody, everybody needs help. Yes. And we're always looking for men to be on our podcast too. I know you oh, probably great. are too. Yeah. Great. Yep. That's great. So reach out to us at contact us at nachokids.com if you want to be a guest on our podcast. And Which is the Nacho Kids podcast. Yes, it is the Nacho Kids podcast. And Tracy, how can they reach you if they want to be a guest on yours? Info at essentialstepmom.com. Okay. Always looking for people. Yes, always. Well, thank you so much. And as always, it's been a pleasure. It sure has. Thanks for doing this, Lori. We'll have to do it again with David and maybe we'll make him be the kid. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) You too. Bye-bye. As you can tell, that was a little impromptu. We're going to do a better recording of our nacho examples. I thought it was good. It was good, but we didn't plan a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, Tracy was channeling the dudes pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was channeling the evil stepmom really well. Well, Tracy, now you know what it feels like to be married to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did have to edit out a few parts where she's like, I can't be serious. You're making me laugh too much. But anyway. <laughs> So don't forget, y'all, the Step Family Summit, the second annual Step Family Summit Mm -hmm. is coming up this Thursday, September the 15th. This is like the last few days registering. This is the last podcast that you will hear before the Step Family Summit goes live. All right. Well, whatever you're doing, you better stop what you're doing and sign up. And you sign up by going to nachokids.com slash the Step Family Summit. Yep. And there's like a boatload of people teaching and talking about stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I went to the page today and I was like, good grief, look at all these people that are talking. I know. It's like a mega conference online. It is. So, very cool. Um, So, good job. Shout out to Miss (laughs) Chenevere. To Claudette (laughs) Chenevere. For putting it on. I know it's a lot of work, but uh, certainly appreciate it. Anything we can do to help people out. That's right. All right. Anything else, Starlin? That's it. I still have to get over my Zoom not working. Yeah. Sad. Sad, sad day. Yeah, because I can't very well 
message these people or say, can we re-record that one hour long podcast? Yeah. Not only that, but you kind of like, you're thinking, did I talk about that last time or this time? Or I mean, it's hard to do. Yeah. It gets confusing. Yep. It does. All right, folks. That's our show for today. Thanks again for listening. And please be sure to go check out the Step Family Summit. You will miss out if you don't. Remember, for Lori and myself, that life is good. When you're nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.